that, man. Jupiter Ascending. Great movie. Great movie. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. Anthony. Jeff. I'm determined to get... You know, we're back just a few episodes now. Just a few episodes. I'm already determined to get Chronicles of a Badass back oh, on track. Oh, Lord. It was it's never gonna on happen. track. It's going to happen. It's never once been on track, Jeff. But that's... It's just infinite possibility now. See, it's I only have upside. I can only go up from here. I don't know. You seem to keep getting worse every time. <laughs> well, here is exhibit... I don't know. What are we on? D? Sure. F? Some, somewhere around there? I'd like uh, to say F. <laughs> for grading purposes. We have talked many times at this point. Sure. About... I'll agree to that so far. <laughs> the massive junk pile that is outer space we throw our garbage up there my dude we just toss things up there and we're like that's a satellite and we need it for a year and now it's broken what do we do after the year when it's done i don't know just stay there just leave it stays in orbit man i don't know it's what do we need it for nothing anymore (laughs) let's leave it there release the uh release the fuel tank and the rockets from the space shuttle cool what is what happens to it nothing it's just up there it just floats endlessly in low Earth orbit as our space garbage. Space garbage, colon. It's just up there, TM. <laughs> Enter my boy, Scott Tilly. Scott, Scott Tilly. Scott Tilly calls himself an amateur astronomer, citizen scientist. Citizen scientist. We love a gentleman scientist. We love a citizen scientist. We love... We love Scott already. Scott has a day job. He okay. is a he's a technology fella who installs, fixes, services, navigation systems on boats. Okay. He's going on boats. He lives in British Columbia. He goes on boats. He'll install your electronic systems. So this is or- a guy who's this is a guy who thinks about electronics, thinks about satellites, yes. thinks about how all this stuff works. He obsessed with space and spends his free time as an amateur cataloging objects. Let's just say our space garbage. He's looking at all of our space garbage and he's listening to it, cataloging it. There are evidently a lot of these are clubs where people use ham radios. They use uh, antennas they've installed on their own residences Amateur equipment you can buy off the shelf, your local radio shack if you're in 1998. Sure. What are they listening listening. for? Well. What do they hear when they listen to this stuff? I would say mostly nothing they hear, but they're tracking things. They're looking for uh, objects in space. They're they're, they're looking for uh, any sign of all of the stuff that, the organizations, NASA, private industry, anybody has jettisoned into space and the forgotten. Illuminati. <laughs> right. The the uh, coalition the Freem- of the evil Freemasons. Geniuses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The yeah. Legion of Doom. <laughs> yes. The Spike Lobby. <laughs> the Sinister Six. The Sinister Six. <laughs> Elon Musk. Yeah. All Jeff of them. Bezos. All of the great villains who launch things into space. <laughs> As we've established, people throw stuff into space, it breaks or they no longer need it, and they just leave it there. So these citizen scientists are cataloging all that stuff and looking at it. And what Scott was able to do back in 2018, he found evidence that a NASA satellite that had been put into space in the early 2000s had come back to life. NASA had written a... Star Trek the motion picture! (laughs) Star Star Trek Trek the motion motion picture! It was... Feature! Yeah, it was transmitting again. Feature! The the official post-mortem from NASA said... I'm sorry, I I hate to interrupt you, but we can all agree, Star Trek the motion picture, best Star Trek, right? (laughs) Is it best Star Trek? I'm not so sure about that. Best Kirstie Alley movie? It's not a bad did one. I get you on a, did I get you on a technicality there? You got me on a technicality. Okay, uh, so um, this satellite 
has a NASA satellite was dead, comes back to life. Yeah, NASA says uh, we stopped hearing from it. Scott, listening, hears a signal on his home equipment. Doesn't know what to do. He's just a fellow that lives in the woods and services He's been preparing boats. for this moment all his life, but now <laughs> that it's happened. Yeah. Right? Doesn't know what to do. Finds, makes, he catalogs his entire process. He writes down step by step how he did it, his methodology, so it can all be peer reviewed and mm-hmm. made sure that he's doing everything accurately. And he finds the email address of the dude who was the head of the project team in the early 2000s for this image satellite. Whoa. Sends this dude an email, says, hey. Wait, image satellite. It's called Image. The name of the satellite was called Image. And what does it do? Do we know what it does or what uh, it used to do? This one, so this is just the backstory for the story. This oh, is just okay. the backstory for the story. But the Image satellite that he found in uh, 2018, um, let me find it. Uh, where was it? The Image spacecraft was launched from Vandenberg Air Force Base on March 25th of 2000. Image was the first satellite mission dedicated to imaging the Earth's magnetosphere. Okay, We've talked about the magnetosphere, go. the region of space controlled by Earth's magnetic field and containing extremely tenuous plasmas of both solar and terrestrial origin. But it stopped transmitting in like 2005, I think. Mm-hmm. And they just assumed it was now space junk. Here's 2018, Scott hears it, compiles this email with all of his data, sends it to the head of the mission. This guy's like, holy crap, Scott, thank you. This is amazing. He kind of gets a little notoriety about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fuels him. No longer is he just a guy who's kind of doing this for fun because he's fascinated and curious. Now, now Scott has a mission. He's going to find zombie satellites. He's going to find dead satellites that come back to life Anthony, zombie satellites. I love the idea of him calling the head of this, emailing the head of this project of image and just being like, it's, it's transmitting again. And the head of image is just like, did, did, did it mention me? (laughs) Yeah. Did it, did it have anything to, did it have anything to say about me? Um, it seems very, it seems very happy now. Um, it's just like, I've been, cause I've been calling, we've been trying to see if it would transmit. And it, uh, yeah. we've been sending transmissions. Did it say anything about that? It, um, it got all of those. Yeah. Yeah. There seems to be a okay. record here of receiving. So it got them because it turned of... red receipts off. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely turned red receipts off. And when I called, it was like so excited to talk to me. Wow. But, um... well, I mean, no, I mean, that's great. And I'm glad, I'm glad it's transmitting still. And I'm glad it's doing well uh how's how's the magnetosphere uh, you know it's um it's really found a, a purpose that isn't about the magnetosphere or you anymore and really because it's your life us, was about the magnetosphere that's crazy no yeah <laughs> that's no wild. <laughs> but if maybe huh. maybe i mean i i'm just a third party here but maybe you wanted it to be about the magnetosphere wow Maybe wow. you were. Did it tell you to say this? Did I, it listen, tell you to say this? We have had some late nights and some deep convos. You know what I'm saying? Because it's been uh, 13 years I don't hear, and this is I what I hear? Ham radio, a mm-hmm. couple of bottles of wine. Oh, you've got a ham radio. <laughs> oh, look at you, Mr. Scientist, with your ham radio. I built millions of dollars yeah. of sensitive radio equipment just, just saying- to listen Maybe you're image. trying too hard, you know, maybe image thinks, you know, maybe you just, you're just trying too hard a little bit and, uh, image wants somebody who's maybe, uh, I don't know, relaxed and not pressuring wow. image so wow. much. Okay. Well heard and understood. Was there anything else or, uh, um, w- image wants you to stop calling and wants you to know that image and I are, we're seeing the universe together. Wow, so Image just sends some dick on a boat here to do his dirty work. Listen, I don't Wow. I don't want to cause a problem. You know, I don't some know the history boat, here. Some maritime radio installer, <laughs> some fucking marine stereo eight track installer comes to my lab. Listen, if you want to do this in person, you're welcome to come on my boat any day. 
Oh, I've got a boat. Yeah, we get it. You've got a boat. Image likes my boat. What am I going to say? You know? Wow. Um. So cool. So this is back. So okay. So check this out. So now Scott's got a mission, right? Scott feels emboldened. Scott. Scott's going to sleep with everybody's ex satellite. <laughs> he's he's pouring himself into this, and coincidentally enough, a uh, an in entire global pandemic happens and scott finds himself a lot of time and fewer boats to service you know what i'm saying sure so what it he's he's looking for these to what end i think it's mostly because he's obsessed with space and the history of space and is curious about this phenomenon of a satellite that is deemed dead yeah coming back to life so nasa now that nasa knows that image is transmitting is the idea that like well, now maybe they can fix image or get image running again or use image again. Certainly that is a potential possibility is, well, if it's transmitting, maybe we can talk to it and we can, we can like get fix data it from it, yeah. fix it or give it new commands. That's interesting. So he's kind of like, if I can find more of these, they may be useful. I wonder yeah. how many there are out there, like that sort of thing. Right. And also so that I'm a hero. Us- that brings us to the story sent in by McCall Melanie. McCall sent us the story on our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash we have concerns. This is a story that was posted today as we record this on NPR. Uh, Scott strikes again. Scott has now found the oldest zombie satellite yet. This is called LES-5, L-E-S-5, Lincoln Experimental Satellite 5. It was launched in 1965. Wow. As an experiment to find out if the Army, Navy, and Air Force could use satellites to communicate on the UHF band. Whoa, this is like real old school space race, like Straight up history. Yes. This is the history of using satellites at all. Wow. Uh, evidently, LES-5 uh, was very successful. And man, But like, what's you- the metric? Like, was it happy? <laughs> I, you, listen, LES-5. Is it monetary? Like, uh, what is it? You're telling me that LES-5 is happy. Threw I, itself I, I into its work. Believe me, all I want to know is that Les 5 is happy. I have no ulterior motives here, but like... I feel like you want to make sure you're happy and you're not even really concerned about Les 5's happiness. You know what I'm that's, saying? That is untrue. That is untrue. Though I, I do, and I know this is going to sound super weird, especially right now, but like I was going to ask this anyway, but now like the context of this conversation has made it weird, but I just have to know. Did Les 5 mention me? Less five mentioned the fact that there was a less six. Okay, that's not on me. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to go on with my life. Yeah. Obviously, after less five, you're gonna build a less six. Less six. Less six isn't better necessarily. Less six is just different. Things are different with less six. Lo- less six also had a prototype autonomous station keeping subsystem. What about that? Sh- sure. Sure. And like, I know that I wanted, I told Les Five that we would get an autonomous subsystem as well. <laughs> and uh, I meant to do it. I really did mean to do yeah. it. Yeah. Should've, I really did mean to do it. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. Look, if, if Les Five is happy, that's all I want. But also, <laughs> also, I'd like my golden record back. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even uh, like that album. I left it at your house. <laughs> I just need, I need my golden record. <laughs> so. Don't for- at me. I know that's the wrong satellite. Enjoy a joke. Go oh, on. So funny. 49 years after deactivation, less five back. Scott found it. Uh, the process by which he found it sounds insane. Okay. I mean. Think about this, Anthony. I can't even conceptualize them using radios to find satellites and how they know where they are. And it's just like, do the calculations you must have to do as a human being. I don't know. So Scott tweeted uh, on March 24th, 2020 at 8.21 p.m. 
Scott Tilly tweeted, Well, folks, here's what appears to be a new zombie sat with all caps. Very fun. Very excited. Less five is in geo graveyard orbit. And he posts a recording, a video of his proof. <laughs> and I listened to it, man. And this is why I think this dude's a badass. Because it's nothing. It is. He, he must sit in a room and listen to static for hours to do this. This is commitment. This is heroism. He's listening for the tiniest bit of static amidst static. Wow. So, they, I mean, this reminds me of, you remember back in the day when everybody was obsessed with SETI at home? Yes. So the whole deal was like, we were listening for satellites transmitting from uh, extraterrestrial satellites, right? The search for extraterrestrial intelligence. And if you're unfamiliar with it, they, they shut it down a few years back. But this was, you could have your computer. They had the satellite stations, NASA's satellite stations around the world. I think the main one was in Australia, listening for extraterrestrial life. And they had like just, you know, they were recording 24 hours a day, pointing yeah. the satellite and just recording. And you could put your home computer or your PlayStation. They had a, they had a program for it where yeah. you could volunteer to have your computer analyze a chunk of audio. And you could also listen to the chunk of audio that your computer was analyzing. And let me tell you something, Jeff, it always sounded like nothing. And right? I know that it was supposed to sound like nothing, but like what I can't even imagine how you would find something in that satellite, like that, that static, but what, what you're expecting, what I'm expecting when I listened to this one minute, 30 second long video, mm -hmm. I'm expecting to hear like you know, yeah. some kind of like, oh my gosh, that's clearly a big deal. It's, it's here. Or, you know, when you're turning on your PlayStation, and you're listening for SETI, you're expecting to hear like, oh, human beings are coming to kill you or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. Like, and it's just like oh shit that's yeah, it that's them we finally did it i turned on my playstation at the right moment yeah and but i but i but i gotta go because my friends are playing destiny <laughs> yeah no exactly. but we found we found extraterrestrial life no 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 i get it and like congrats <laughs> But, but it's raiding like time. It's raiding time. If I don't do it on day one, everybody will be done with it, and then I won't yeah. have anybody to raid with, and I'll miss out on the I'll miss out on the exotics. Listen, so I, I gotta not, go. I did not raise my light level for this. <laughs> I've been grinding for months. Yeah, we've been trying to find extraterrestrial life <laughs> since humans got the ability to conceptualize this. I have like six strange coins, and I got to spend them today. Um, we're gonna put in. I'll put in a couple seconds of the sound now so you can hear what it sounds like yeah it was nothing it was nothing it isn't anything i mean uh, clearly i'm an untrained ear scott amateur but clearly very passionate about this knows what he's listening to the people he tweets this to i'm sure also know what they're listening to so it's more a, a reflection of my ignorance but also but also it's, it's pretty subtle man it's nothing <laughs> Yes. And so, you know, you talk about AI analyzing quadrants, you talk about looking at stuff. And yes, they're not just listening. They're also looking at things and cataloging movement. They're, you know, they have telescopes and uh, they have digital data to, to map things out. These guys and gals are very uh, sophisticated for being amateurs. But at the end of the day, it's just a person in a room doing this for hours and hours and hours. That's wild. So I did find there are apps that you can use to track known satellites. Yeah. So they're using a mix of this software and like their ham radios, their telescopes, yes. their knowledge of just looking all the time, just being like, okay, this says that this satellite's dead or... I guess they listen to the audio maybe and then cross reference with the software. Man, that's wild. I can't even imagine it's, because it's intense, right? Yeah, cuz on one level cuz either way this is this is more than a hobby, Jeff. Because either way, the way I'm picturing this, you're either tracking satellites using this software and you know what satellites are going to pass by your uh your radio at what time. And so you're recording all the time 
looking for satellites and then cross-referencing with that audio, but you have to have an idea of what satellites would be, you know, or yes. you're listening to the audio all the time, hearing something and then cross-reference. And either way, this is hours of work. Hours of work. And the, and the, in, in an interview, Scott says, I heard it and I knew it wasn't one of the ones we know. Like he knows the difference between the ones that have been cataloged and this new thing, this new sound. He also talks like, about the fact that in the cold during the Cold War, NASA wasn't able to sort of keep track of all this stuff. So they actively reached out to amateur uh, astrologers, uh, uh, astronomers, and not astrologers. They act, uh, no, they reached astrologers out to astro- too. <laughs> they reached out to amateur astronomers, but only professional astrologers. Because <laughs> yes. they were like, They're listen, like, we need you to position this satellite, but also like, are this satellite and I a good match? <laughs> Yes. Like well, if you were to look like, at yeah, we if you're gonna look to... at my my star chart and the actual star chart that the satellite is passing through right now. Yeah. Are, are we me... likely to have a rough breakup at some point? Uh, is is <sighs> is the satellite likely to find somebody else in its life? Uh, I just want to know if me and Len Five are gonna be <laughs> compatible. Like, can you can you at least tell me that? Because I feel like we're gonna be together forever. I... Yeah. Should we use amateur astronomers and should they be Sagittarius? <laughs> Listen, you want a water sign for something like this, Jeff, because they need to be able to like change and move and like yeah. be able to like deal yeah. with anything. <laughs> anyway, so during the Cold War, they actively, you know, kind of stoked this hobby and got people to catalog the stuff. And, and that has continued it has been a continuous group of of people that are just fascinated with the stars and and space and and the ramifications are kind of interesting we kind of touched on this a little bit when we were talking about image but uh scott says that as long as the solar panels are in the sun on less five which they will always be in love (laughs) as long as the sunshine hits your face remember me Remember me. Remember the good times we have. Don't Next don't think of me. You, you don't think of me like the- this, ugly and crying <laughs> as we break up. Think of me the way I was. <laughs> and picture us getting you know, picture us getting old together with that autonomous unit, you know? Yeah. Because I'd oh. like to picture us that way. Oh, you want us to have less six involved also? So no, typical no, so that's typical. not what I mean. That's not what I meant. See, you're twisting my words again. Also, are you going to return my record collection or not? <laughs> it's mine now. You wow. left it here. Your shirt, your shirt is mine and your record. That's ridiculous. And by shirt, um, I mean that pressure sealed spacesuit yeah, that only like we works. Call it, we, we call it a spacesuit. Thanks again, <laughs> once again, for taking an interest in my work. Um so, so, he, as, long so as, as long as those solar, solar energy, panels are in the sun, the satellite's radio continues to operate until he thinks it may even be possible to send commands to this satellite that was decommissioned in 72, put up there in 70, uh, 65. So, and by the way, you should see the picture of this thing. It is old school. It's just a big, dumb cylinder. You know, it doesn't yeah. look cool. It's just a big, dumb cylinder they shot into space. Uh, to see if they could make UHF radio work for planes and boats in the army. Oh my God, I'm looking at it. It's like, it's like Tinker Toys. I love it. It looks right? so good. It looks so, so good. It's so like, it's the the utmost of space magic for 1965. Mm. But, you know, it looks kind of like, it looks kind of like a, a bad air conditioner, you know, that somebody <laughs> threw yeah. out of a window. Yeah. What I what I love about this is it was up there in 65, decommissioned in 72, right? We're talking about uh the image satellite that was launched in 2000. Yeah. And decommissioned in 2005. Yeah. These things don't have much of a lifespan. That's the craziest thing about them to me is like some of these satellites they just they don't we don't need them for long. And then they're decommissioned or they shut down or they break and we're like, meh, fuck it. That satellite's done. And we're yeah. putting so much stuff up there. Well, that's why we need people like Scott. Well, okay. So we get to this point in every single episode of Chronicles of a Badass Jeff. Scott's essential and awesome. He found it. Now what do we do? 
mean, that's not Scott's problem, right? Scott, Scott is merely <laughs> the explorer. You know, he's merely yeah. the 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 man who listens and mm-hmm. watches and presents his findings. It is not his task to then do something with all of that time and energy, right? Spent that sunk cost. I wonder, like, if they're. I wonder if when they get an email from Scott at NASA, <laughs> they're just like, "Okay, Scott." He's like, "No, no, no!" But the satellite's still turning on. They're like, "All right, dude, we're done with that satellite." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like we know, man. It's uh, like cool. We we don't need that satellite. It's from 1965, this Scott, is, but thanks Scott's, for checking in. Scott's the guy who's like I found I found your ex on Facebook, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. No, no I found great. her. I found her. She's a different name now. She's got she got married and she's got a different name. That's and- great. That's that's <laughs> wonderful, Scott. I'm Don't you remember like in sixth grade you were so into her? I do remember that, Scott. I I'm found actually, you want the link? You want the uh, link? I'm good. You know, the last time we talked we were we were twelve, so I don't know that we have much to much to say to each other. No, I right found now. you too. I found you on there. I did you're trying you you're trying to Well trying that's to be interesting because un- I did block you. Yeah. No, but I, I see I, I created a series of personas. And uh, God, I, I figured, you know, maybe that was a mistake and uh-huh. uh, I'm right here to rectify it. And how are, how are you, how, by giving me information about my ex-girlfriend from the sixth grade? We mm-hmm. held hands once, Scott. Come on. Yeah. Transformatory, wasn't it? Magical moment. Yeah. Well, I did tell her. I was standing her. right there behind you guys, remember? Yeah, I remember. And we were holding hands and I remember I turned to her and I said, as long as your solar panels are facing the sun. <laughs> We'll always have this moment. I have one more question about this whole situation. And then I launched her into space. (laughs) (laughs) I have one more big question about this that that I want to present to you. Yeah. And that is, why are these satellites turning back on? Sure. Well, here's what I think. I have, you know, you ever have like like a gaming PC or like a TV or something that's just like, oh, Turned itself off. That's weird. Wonder yeah. why it turned. Wonder why it turned itself off. And then it's just like. And then you're like hitting the power button, and it's like, nope, 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 nope. And you're like, did this just break? Did this just? And then you turn to walk away, and it just pops back on. Hmm. And you're like, yeah. did it? Did it update? Did it do anything? No. Just turned off. Turned back on. You well, think this is just power cycling over the over the course of forty nine years? I think probably, right? I think probably. I think probably over 49 years, you got some loose wires that are only occasionally connected. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Some resistors that are like a little little loose in that thing there, you know? I'm glad you don't think it's something more sinister. Or it's V'ger. Yeah, could be V'ger. It's probably, I mean, look, it's either the loose wire thing or it's the V'ger thing. <laughs> where they now yeah. worship this satellite yeah. as a god. Right. And it will, it will, it will choose whether we live or die. It will terraform Gaia in its own image. <sighs> Kirstie Alley was really good in that movie. She was Vulcan. She was a Vulcan, right? She's she a Vulcan. shaved head. Did you have she's a shaved a cool, head? She didn't have a shaved head. Oh, it's just a Vulcan haircut. It's like just a Vulcan hair. Yeah, she's yeah, just yeah. she's just kind of Vulcan, you know. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening to our Star Trek: The Motion Picture Podcast. <laughs> if you're enjoying this and uh, other episodes of our show which are sometimes they're more about Star Trek and sometimes they're less about Star Trek. Uh, We hope that you will take the time to go and support us over at Patreon. It's patreon.com slash we have concerns. It's the only way that this show happens. It's the only way it's possible. And also over there, we got some goodies for you. If you want to give us some, some love, we're trying to give you a little love in return. We're trying. It's hard for me, but I'm going to therapy and I'm doing the work. And I want you to know that one day we'll have an autonomous unit together. And <laughs> just, until then, please just, just keep take your solar panels in the sun, ladies just and gentlemen. Take the things that I'm offering you on the Patreon now and know that it's hard for me and I'm trying to grow emotionally. What kind of things am I able to give you now? Well, after talking to my therapist, <laughs> here's what I feel comfortable giving you now. If you support us at the $3 level or above, you get those uh, those little conversations at the beginning of the show where we come in at the end of a conversation. You get that whole conversation as a second show every week. Whoa. Every wow. week. You yeah. only get a little snippet of it right now. Ooh, it's like baby. we're not even paying attention to you. This is just more of our time. This is it. We're listening to you and talking. And then at $5 a month, you get uh, Hangouts, live 
on cam hangouts with us we had we just had our first one back and it was so oh good to gosh. see everyone man it was the best it was, it was the best. so good yeah it was it was like we didn't miss a beat everybody it was so many of the folks that we would see in the old days and some new faces it was great so join up it, it, it was really really fun everybody was sharing what they've been up to and uh talking about star trek Mostly Star Trek. This is a Star Trek related podcast. But yeah, and there are more. Uh, there are more things to come right now. You can also get episodes early. Uh, we're going to start live streaming our recording sessions if you support yeah. us at a certain level. And we are going to be bringing back. Uh, we're going to be bringing back in some form. We're figuring it out. We used to have a level where we sent you cool stuff. We're going to try to bring that back right now. We feel weird about sending things to strangers through the mail, but yeah. stay tuned for updates on that. If you want to know what we're doing, if you want to support us, if you want to be part of the Society of Concerned Individuals, you can head to wehaveconcerns.com or patreon.com slash wehaveconcerns. Jeff, I got a story this week that I think dovetails with yours really, really perfectly. Oh, we never dovetail. We, we try not to dovetail. You actively prevent me from dovetailing often once again i'm in therapy i'm trying to open up enough to where i can dovetail and i hope I like you'll being, just i like being big dove is the problem you don't really like being little dove i don't like you know being little dove and i understand that you you know i understand that you're the taller one you've got you've got the bigger arms but i just i don't like it i like i like to feel like i'm the one in control of the dovetail you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. That's why it works this week, because I'm dovetailing. <laughs> oh, good. On, okay, on dovetail my, away. On my terms. Uh, this was sent in to Mark Nuffer, who's, uh, who was promised a nickname. Well, we better and, deliver on that. All right. His, his name is Mark No Nickname Nuffer. Oh. He's been waiting for two years, and I think this is the nickname I'm going to give him. No nickname. But it's uh, Old, No Nickname. His name is No Nickname. It's No Nickname. Old No Nickname. <laughs> And if you guess it, uh, he has to give you his firstborn. Uh, I think it's a little backwards, but I like it. Listen, man, the power of myth and fairy tales. <laughs> who's, the one who's the one dovetailing here? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> uh, he sent in this story that I absolutely enjoy. And this is about archivists uncovering the earliest evidence of a person being killed by a meteorite. Oh, why is this important to me? Why do I think this dovetails into your story? Well, because no. my story was about sending stuff up and this is about stuff coming down, right? So it's like a it's like a yin and yang kind of situation. It's a yin and yang, it's a black and white cookie. It is the whole thing. But also, things don't stay in orbit forever, Jeff. <laughs> That's Orbits a good point. decay and they will yeah. either spin off into space or they will come back down. Yeah. Yeah, we that, got stuff landing on Earth all the time. All the time. All the time. And I've often wondered, like, you know, it's a fun thing that they do in movies and TV shows. It's a very fun, like, sort of uh, dead like me pushing daisies, Brian Fuller sort of like, whoops, I got hit by a thing from space. Uh, my, my life is so bad. Things can't get any worse. Boom, hit by a meteor, right? Like, that's right. the joke. But yeah. how much does it happen? How much do we know that it happens, right? How much um, does it happen? How much? How scared do I need to be of that now? Well, I've got the numbers for you. Oh, good. I looked up the numbers. Um, so if an individual makes a target of, say, around one square meter, right? You so imagine you, I need to tiles wear a target? <laughs> tiles, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to wear like a big target. If, I'm, if I have a shirt that's red and white mm -hmm. circ with circles on it. If you have a right. shirt that's red and white... And a walking stick and glasses and a little hat with a pom-pom. <laughs> I thought that was the perfect way to hide. No, it'll find you. Oh. It'll find you. Uh, even if you're dressed that way. So here's what's up. If you make a target of one square meter, if we're, if we're tiling up everything Animal Crossing style, <laughs> a human being is one square meter of space. Yeah. Assuming a random landing place there is around a one in 20 billion chance of being hit. One, One in 20, 20 billion. billion. That's the same chance as flipping a coin 44 times in a row and having it come up heads every time. Holy crap. Slightly better than the chance of winning the lottery twice in a row. Wow. That's your that chance of getting hit context. by a meteor. Wow. And wow. let me tell so you something. If any of those is going to happen, it's going to be the meteor to me. <laughs> right. Right. 
Oh, man. Which of those? I mean, obviously, the lottery would be pretty great. But I'm if I flipped a coin 44 times and it always came up heads. Yeah. That seems like a life-changing experience. That seems like, I mean, that's some Rosencrantz and Guildenstern type shit right there. That's literally an episode of The Twilight Zone, I think. Do they do is that? The, is the guy keeps winning the, the coin toss and like keeps betting more and more because like he can't lose or something. That's definitely, huh. that's definitely it. Yeah, the, on the big uh, coin toss gambling circuit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think I mean more like, oh, my luck is unbeatable. Mm. Everything's going my way. Like one of those kind of things. And so he gotcha. bets big on something, on a coin toss. Um, so very <laughs> unlikely to get hit by a meteor. And yet it happens. And we also have record of it. Yes. So the first, uh, we have multiple records of people getting hit by meteors. But we have, uh, we have, um, we have think- a famous case. We have a famous case that happened in 1954. Ann Hodges hit by a space rock in Alabama. Pour one out for Ann Hodges. Ann Hodges. Sorry. Sorry, Ann. Uh, The the meteorite crashed through her ceiling while she was sitting in her home. Whoa. uh, Napping on her couch, hitting her in the side. Well, I guess if you got to go, I guess, you know. But she didn't go. That's the thing. She later fought with her landlord (laughs) over who had rights to the space rock. Whoa! Landlord is like, it landed in my place. Right. Yeah, but, but it she, landed in my sternum. Yeah, but it hit me in the face. And now everybody calls me Space Face. <laughs> and I don't and, think they mean it in a cool way. Oland Space Face, they call me. Annie Space oh, Face. And it makes me feel real bad, but the landlord's like, yeah, but it fell in my house. I own yeah. Space Rock. And I call it Space Place. So is it Get your, your space, space Face? Face out of my Space Face. <laughs> <laughs> they said uh 1992 a meteorite that caused a bright fireball across the sky hit a woman's parked car in peekskill new york wow 1825 people reported that a man was killed and a woman was injured by a meteorite in oriang india but jeff we can't confirm that well how could we that's the it's earliest just, it's just it's just rumors and innuendo. It's just you know, rumors like, and innuendo. How, you know, how did, uh, how did Gary die? Definitely was a meteor that hit him. Are you so sure? Let's, so let's say this, Jeff. We know that a very famous documented case happened in 1954. Okay. We know that a very early, what we would call modern times, a modern times reported case that is undocumented was 1825. So we've got 1825 to 1954. What year do you think these archivists just found the earliest actual evidence of somebody getting hit by a meteor? Um, it's got to be earlier than it's, it's got to be, be earlier than earlier than 1954, but not as early as 18 1825 to 1954. I'm going to say 1915. Close. Close, not too far off. It was uh, it was a meteorite that killed a man and paralyzed another when it slammed into a hilltop in what is now Iraq in oh. August of eighteen eighty eight. Eighteen eighty eight. This Di- meteorite went on a killing spree, killing a man, paralyzing another, Dude, knocking over a couple of liquor stores. In eighteen eighty eight, there were only twenty men. <laughs> That's right. That's a huge knock to the population it's 10 percent of the men this 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 meteorite hijacked a stagecoach it's meteorite it's it snuck up on us snuck up on us we were sitting around the fire we were sitting around the fire making s'mores playing our playing our uh, harmonicas we had a can of bean one can of bean and and this the 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 old uh the old 418 to to Yerba Buena pulled up. You really, you're really picturing cowboys in Iraq in 1888. And oh, I love Iraq. It. Yeah, I missed the Iraq part. I got 1888 pretty accurately, though. That's pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> good. Um, so documents chronicling the event were just found in the Turkish state archives. Uh, according to one of the three letters written by local authorities in the region shortly after the event, the killer meteorite was one of <laughs> several that fell during a 10-minute interval. <laughs> Dear sweetest joanne I'm, 
I'm writing you today to tell you about some weird shit that happened sitting at the campfire when a fucking meteorite fell and killed Gary. My dearest Steven, (laughs) holy fuck, (laughs) a fucking meteorite? Holy shit, fucking fuck, holy ass fuck. Fucking Steven? Fuck! My dearest Joanne, I knew you weren't going to believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Reports of a fireball seen in a city nearby suggest the object approached the area from the southeast before it blew up high in the atmosphere. And in addition to the human casualties, crops and fields were significantly damaged. Uh, One of the letters was also supposedly accompanied by a sample of the meteorite. Wow. Yeah, of course. Why would you not run and go pick it up and then put it in your envelope with your letter? We've all seen Smallville, the (laughs) best Superman-related media of the year 2002. (laughs) Yeah, you're either going to find it. Yeah, you got to run toward it. And then there's either going to be a little baby wrapped in a red cloak or... You know, something sweet to put in your envelope to your letter to your friend. It hit three people. Wow. One of them died. So one of them big, was a huh? one of them was a baby in some sort of tin can. And one of them was a man who had a beautiful head of hair, but then was bald afterwards. Whoa. And all of their fates seemed inter intertwined in some way. Wow. Yeah. And then later in like nineteen oh two, they were just old enough to all start working at the same newspaper. Yeah. It's crazy. And they wrote the first story about this, which we found in the Turkish archives. Amazing. Sam Witwer was there in season 10. Um, (laughs) I have a question about this. I have a question that's not not entirely meteorite related. I just want to say, in case anybody's wondering, it was supposed to have a sample of the meteorite, that letter, but they have not found it in the archives. So they're looking for it, but they cannot find that. It says, like, it says, please find enclosed sample of meteorite, and then Mm -hmm. it's not enclosed. Was it a heist? Was it Oliver Queen? We'll never know. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> WB. Uh, here's my question. Lay it on me. You clearly laid out the fact that one in 20 billion or whatever it was, yeah. odds, same, roughly the same odds as flipping a coin 44 times, getting the same answer. If we have on record this happening at least three times in human history, Mm -hmm. should we not also have at least three times in human history someone flipping a coin 44 times and it always landing on heads? Look, if somebody did that, if that happened to somebody, would you believe them? If somebody told you that happened, would you believe them? Because if you're thinking about all of human history in the time that we've had coins, right? Because you're thinking in terms of why isn't it on video? Why don't we have evidence of this, <laughs> I right? I want to see it. I want to see, see the it coin on, flipping guy. Show me the fucking TikTok. Where's his TikTok? Show me the TikTok, my dude. Where's <laughs> Dude Perfect on this? I've, I've seen the Dude Perfect YouTube channel. Why haven't they done this? Um, that's the thing. We, we don't have anything on record of that happening. Uh, I wonder if somebody has ever won the lottery twice in a row. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Right, because... I guess statistically, the odds are generated by how likely it is for this to happen each time and then back to back, it, it becomes exponential, right? But, right. But the shit happened three times at least on record in, in one, on one hand. So on the other hand, it's possible. Possible. It's possible. To, it's possible. Well, and- you have to imagine that as populations get more dense and there is more space junk and things like that, more people will be flipping coins, more people will be flipping coins. Cause that's just, we're just reading the trends and we're reading the zeitgeist. <laughs> and when stuff is, when, as populations get denser, people flip more coins because yes. they form more 1920s style gangsters, uh, <laughs> gangs, yes. and they walk down the streets together, flipping coins to intimidate people. That's, that's just science. That's just, hey, everybody, we have a science podcast. Sit back and let us handle this, please. <laughs> this shit is just science. Thank you very much. Uh, the closest thing I can find 
is a man who won the lottery twice within five months. I can't find anybody Fuck winning it back to back. Yeah, but also, if it's not back to back, I don't want to hear about it, Anthony. Also, fuck that guy. Uh, also, fuck that guy for winning the lottery back to back within five months. I Why is him. he still playing the lottery five months later? Uh, that's a great question. Why is he Why still, is he still the playing? Lottery? What a you did it! Bag. You did the thing. You don't stop someone else. Although I guess. You won it once, and now you have a bazillion dollars, and you're like, shit, there was no harm before. There's definitely no harm now. <laughs> it's just habit, I Might guess. Might as He's well. just like, it's Tuesday. I play the numbers, you know? Fuck. Well, it's like, it's like somebody winning big in Vegas. Like, why would you play again right afterwards? Because it's like, you feel it. You feel the heat. You feel the, it's not, that card isn't going to scratch itself off. You know what I'm saying? You're chasing that high. You're, you're, tra- you're, you're riding the dragon. You, you know got that. I mean? You got that copper penny on your fingertips. It's got a scratch. Mm. Ooh, it feels like you feel it. Scratch I got, it. I got it. Forty-two. Can I get it two more? Can I get it two more? <laughs> They're all thinking to themselves all the time. Yeah, that's that's you know what, what a gambling say. addict's like. Nothing. Nothing as addictive as the scratcher. I do like a scratcher. Can I be honest with you? I do enjoy a scratcher. My mom. My mom used to do a thing every year where she would get me like ten dollars worth of scratchers for my birthday. Yeah. And I did have a lot of fun with the scratchers. It was a fun activity. There's a, you, you gotta, do you do the coin? Do you do the penny on the, on the scratcher? Gotta do a coin on the scratcher. Yeah. I don't I like do doing a, a key. Doing a key no. feels shitty. No, you don't want to do a key. But there's a lot of debris that's left over from the scratcher, you know? Sure. Sure. But that kind of feels like you did something at least. You're accomplishing something. Yeah. I like it. You're, you're unveiling. It's the closest I'll ever get to like excavating some sort of like archaeological site or like... Or finding some hidden vault somewhere, you know what I mean? I like a scratcher. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny that we even are even talking about this because I haven't thought about a scratcher in a while, but I was just in the, the grocery store most recently uh, with my mask on and doing my thing. And I was standing at the checkout counter and I looked to my right and there was a whole case of the scratchers. And, and I thought to myself- fucking meteor hit it. <laughs> and then just, a meteor just came through meteor the window, hit the fucking scratcher, case. hit the scratcher, just as I was flipping my coin to decide whether or not I was going to buy a scratcher for the forty fourth time. <laughs> no, did you did you get one? No, I I did not. But I looked over at them and I thought to myself, I wonder how the sales on the scratchers are doing right now. You know, in the COVID. Oh, you know? I bet I bet they're up. You think they're up? People just need some hope. I think they're up, man. Yeah, gambling always goes up in times like this. Yeah, people That's need a, hope. People need hope. Speaking of gambling, do you think you're going to get hit with a meteor? Because I feel like if anybody's going to get hit with a meteor, it's going to be me. <laughs> I do feel like I do feel like I will I will die in some ridiculous way that will make everybody shake their heads and go, "Who would have thought?" <laughs> do you when you hear a story of someone being hit by a meteor? In your mind, do you see a big fucking rock, or do you see like a tiny pebble? like a bullet coming through and smacking him in the, you know? I mean, I mean, I know that statistically it's got to be small right? from the burn up of reentry, but like, I like to picture a big honking meteor. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, you're like squished. You're like s- smashed by it. It's right? not, it's not perfectly round. No, it's, it's that. It's kidney, a meteor. It's that kidney bean shape that meteors are in, <laughs> in Warner brothers cartoons. Yeah. And it's maybe like the size of my torso. And That's, it's got like big divots in it. It's got big, big uh, craters in it. Yeah. yeah. And I picture the person like right before it happens, looking up and having just enough time to look up and go, Gua! <laughs> and I think that'll be me. I think that'll yeah. be me. Your do last you, words are going to be Gua. Do you have any fears of like, do you have irrational death fears? Do you have any like, or did you, when you were a kid, like Steve Zaragoza told me that for a while after he watched Ghoulies, he couldn't sit on the toilet. Like he wouldn't oh, for like a yeah. week. Like when he was a kid, his parents had to like convince him. Because something was going to come out and get him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I used to have moments as a kid where I would turn the lights off and walk down the hall and then start running because I thought something was behind me. Yeah. But that was about as, I never got as specific as I can't do the toilet or I can't go in the pool or I can't, you know, walk near the sewer or any of that stuff. I, I never put those together, but there was just sort of a generalized something after me thing. Not to do, yeah, not to do a John Mulaney bit, but I was afraid of quicksand. Uh, but I was also afraid of being struck by lightning. I was relatively sure that I was going to be struck by lightning. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just thought it would. I just thought it was going to happen. I was going to get but struck by lightning. For me, as a kid, that's that's how you get superpowers. There's well, nothing I bad thought it about was, getting. I thought it was fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, you got to flip a. Co- it's a coin flip. Right? It's a coin flip. Am I right, everybody? <laughs> hey, uh, I would love to know if the concerned citizens out there have any like ridiculous, cartoony, irrational yeah. death fears, like the lightning, like being hit by a meteor, maybe a giant anvil. I don't know. Yeah, piano suspended by a wire. Who knows? You could send those to us on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. Uh, and you can hashtag those coin flips so we can see them. And yeah. hey, you can also discuss this episode in our Facebook group. You can do it in the Discord if you're a patron. Uh, it's only a buck a month to join the Discord. And I'm telling you, so many good discussions going on in there. I'm amazing. enjoying it a lot. Me too. I mean, we've had actually some really heartfelt stuff this week. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't want to get into the details, but some folks really sharing s- things and and being a support system for each other in a time when all of us can use that. I and thought what, that was uh, really heartwarming. It's really heartwarming. And once again, I'm in therapy. I'll get there. I'm in another channel on the Discord talking about mechanical keyboards. There's yeah. something for everyone. Something was- for everyone. Something for you if you're listening. We talk about the show. We talk about science. There's, there's pictures of dogs, mm-hmm. everything. And if you, uh, if you don't have a buck a month and you would rather instead uh, give your personal information to Mark Zuckerberg, you can do that too. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash we have concerns. That's exactly where No Nicknam uh, sub- <laughs> submitted his story this week. And yeah. hey, if you want to send us a story over old-fashioned email, we'll take that too, where we have concerns show at gmail.com. And we'll see you next week. I did. I genuinely did. I thought I was just going to get hit by lightning, and that was going to be the end of me. Well, you know, still could happen. Still, t- hey, thanks, man. Lightning half, lightning half struck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at the uh, lightning bolt half struck. <laughs>